Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. House of the Lord this morning, my God. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty firmament. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the loop. Praise him with the harp. Praise him with the timbre and dance. Praise him with string instruments and flutes. Praise him with loud symbols. Praise him with clashing symbols. Let everything, let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for watching over us last night, Lord, as we slept and waking us up this morning, God, in our right minds, Lord God. Father God, we come here today, Lord God, to worship you in spirit and truth, God. Have your way with the service today, Lord God. Let your spirit run wild here today, Lord God. Father God, bless the servers that are serving today from the parking lot to the pulpit, Lord God. Bless this congregation, Lord. Touch hearts today, Lord. There's some that are hurting, that are lost loved ones, Lord. We want to touch hearts today, Lord, and remind everyone that you still reign, Lord God. You still reign. Father God, you've given our shepherd a word to preach today, Lord God, for your people, Lord God. I pray like right now, Lord God, that you open our ears, open our hearts, Lord God, so we may hear and retain, Lord God. Bless the man of God that is bringing the word today, Pastor Sam Winston Jr., Lord God. Now, God, I stand here before you, God, praying in the mighty matchless name, him who gave his life on the cross for our reconciliation to you, Father God, for our salvation, Lord God. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. who are joining us virtually. The Phoebe Ministry welcomes you to witness the transformational power of salvation. Romans 6.4 states, Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. I am Teresa Mack, and these are our candidates for baptism. Kavon Wynn. Take me to the water. Take me to the water. 
based upon your profession of the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I baptize you now, my brother, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. None but the righteous, none but the righteous, none but the righteous shall see God. Case win. Son and of the Holy Ghost. And let the whole church say amen. Amen. I love Jesus. I love Jesus. I love Jesus. Oh, yes, I do. Do that again, would you? I love Jesus. Come on, testify, would you? I love Jesus. I love Jesus. Oh, yes, I, yes, I do. Well, give God praise for those who have recently, who have just entered into believer's baptism, who have recently said yes to the Lord, who have given their lives to Christ and made the absolute best decision that they will ever make in their entire lives. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. Blessed be God who has indeed blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places and has seated us in heavenly places right where those spiritual blessings are. We have come because God has kept us through another week. There is not one single thing that we have needed this week that we've had to go without. God has provided for every need in our lives. And if you're grateful and you're breathing, then why don't you give God some kind of praise? Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. I say it all the time, we don't all have to do the same thing. All of us don't have to praise him exactly the same way. But everybody that's breathing ought to do something to tell the Lord thank you just because you're grateful. Just because you got a grateful heart. 
you can clap your hands or you can wave your hands or you can shout out or you can dance whatever you can sit and cry whatever it is but if you're grateful give God some kind of praise would you hallelujah we enter into his gates with thanksgiving we enter into his courts with praise because he's able to do exactly what he said he would do come on God is able he's able would you join with us as we enter in worship
Come on with it. Sing it. He's able. 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 He's big enough. He's strong enough. He's God enough. Oh, he's able. If you can have it, he can heal it. If it's broken, he can fix it. Oh, he's able. 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 Now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask above all we imagine he's able he's able he's able he's able sing oh oh he's able you sing what you're facing but whatever it is sing it one more time oh Oh, he's able he's able he's able he's able there's nothing too hard for God. He's able. He is able. He's God all by himself. He's God all by himself. And he's able. He's able. He's able. He's able. So don't give up on God. Don't give up on God. He may not come, the old folk used to say. He may not come when you want him to. But he's always, he's always, he's always, always on time. So don't give up on God. Because he won't give up on you he's able hallelujah isn't that good news come on thank him just because he's able hallelujah he is big enough he's strong enough he's wise enough he's rich enough he's powerful enough he's God enough to be God and there is nothing too hard for our God Y'all be seated for just a moment. Nothing too hard for him. Hallelujah. If you don't believe me, I'm leaving it alone, but if you don't believe me, just look around you. Just look around you. Look at some of the testimonies. Look at some of the miracles seated on your same row. All you got to do is look and you'll be able to see that he's able. 
Well, welcome to those who are here in the sanctuary. We're glad that you've chosen to worship with us. We don't take it lightly that you're here in the building, but we also welcome those who are in the e-congregation this morning who are worshiping with us online. We're grateful for the technology that allows us to do it. We're grateful because God has kept us all during this pandemic and he has allowed us to be together with the saints, whether in person or virtually. We're grateful for the people behind the technology who make it possible every week for us to be together virtually. If you're worshiping with us and you don't consider yourself a part of the Mount Calvary family, we would love to see who you are and where you are if you don't mind standing, if you're able. God bless you. God bless you. Mount Calvary, would you make them feel welcome? Make sure they know how we feel about them. We welcome you into Mount Calvary. Thank God we're here from far and near. The Lord has brought us. And with the love of Christ, we are that's what we're about revealing the glory of God's kingdom and here's how we're doing it through the power of Jesus through love with diversity with excellence prayer and integrity we welcome Let me make just a few observations and we'll continue on in our worship. Just a reminder to fill out the small group survey, if you would. Uh, we want to know, uh, Lady C and her team, Elder Damone, they want to know what types of small groups we're interested in, um, how we can take this on further and get more people studying the Word of God and studying together. You can find that survey on the church's website, www.mountcalvarychurch.life. That's M-T-C-A-L-V-A-R-Y church.life or on the Facebook page or there are hard copies that are available in the lobby on your way out. We have uh, recently adopted Valerie School. We're going to be partnering uh, with them and, uh, and providing whatever assistance they need, uh, whether it's warm bodies or whether it's uh, school supplies or, or whatever. Miss um, Kalila Forte is, uh, is going to take that on. Uh, she's meeting with the principal here shortly, and, uh, and we'll find out exactly what Valerie needs and how we can, as a church family, rally around those young people at Valerie and support them. If you are interested, if you're interested in working on that team, if you're interested in being a part of the team uh, that is leading in that support and sponsorship, you can, uh, Miss Kalila, would you wait, uh, raise your hand, that is Miss Kalila Forte in the back, you can give her a call, 937-241-7400. Seven one seven three is her number. Nine three seven two four one 
7173. You can give her a call. Let her know that you are willing to work with that project, and we will uh, certainly put you to, uh, to good work. Um, if anybody found a pair of red framed glasses in a case, um, if you found a pair of red framed glasses in a case, uh, please give them to the ladies at the registration table or call the church office. Uh, somebody is looking for them. We do have several families, uh, several bereaved families that I would, that you would keep in your prayers. Um, Marquita Mills' mother, uh, Tamiki O'Barrage, Miss, Miss Mickey, uh, she passed this past week. Um, that's Corey Mills' mother-in-law, and her funeral is going to be this Thursday at 1 o'clock here at the church. Would you keep uh, Miss Marquita and the entire uh, family in your prayers. Also, uh, Sister Damaris Harris passed. Um, her, there will be a visitation this Tuesday at Robert's funeral home on Gettysburg from 6 to 7. And then there will be a graveside service on Wednesday morning at 9 at the VA cemetery. Keep uh, the Harris and uh, Hunter and Ross families in your prayers. Uh, also, Ms. Rosalie Reynolds, her son, Antonio, passed. Um, he was uh, involved in a car accident this past week, and, uh, and that funeral is going to be this Tuesday at 1 o'clock here at the church. Uh, keep Ms. Rosalie and that entire family in your prayers. Uh, and then Mrs. Lunell Brown, um, the mother of... Uh, Linda Burks and Shirley Jordan, Donna Chrisman, and uh, Roberta Robinson, um, and Gloria, thank you, and Gloria Brown, Miss Pebbles, uh, their mom passed, um, Lunell Brown, we don't have arrangements yet, um, would you keep your ear to the ground and certainly keep that family in your prayers. Uh, Ann Grady and Jeanette Webb's brother was involved in a car accident this past week, um, and Ms. Grady asked if we would join with that family in prayer for him. Uh, he has some, some physical issues going on. Uh, he was banged up pretty badly. Would you uh, please add uh, Ms. Jeanette or Ms. Uh, what's his name? Jerome. All right. Add uh, Brother Jerome to your prayer list as well. Uh, Brother Zonarell, you, you've got an announcement, is that right? All right, good. You can uh, grab a mic from back there. on behalf of the Mount Calvary Men's Ministry to invite all men ages 15 and above to our end of the summer cookout, which is this Saturday. 
uh, August the 27th from 1 to 5 at Art Van Atta Park, shelter number one. The address is 3180 Benchwood Drive. Uh, to help with our preparation, a sign-in, a guest sign-up sheet will be available immediately after service in the lobby. We look forward to seeing you for a good time with food, fun, and of course, fellowship. Thank you. do have and thank God for those who have given their lives to Christ and were baptized today certificate of baptism certifies that Kavan, did I say it right? Kavan Wynn was baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit on the 21st day of August 2022 at Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church, 3375 Pastor S.N. Winston Senior Way, Dayton, Ohio. God bless you, sir. you in there there you go sir congrats best decision you'll ever make and case win that's for you good where's y'all's family Good. Congrats, y'all. Thank you. Yep. Good. Uh, Mr. Mila, come on and bring your baby with you, would you? Always grateful for little ones and grateful for a mother with the right mind to give her back to the Lord. The Bible says they brought young children to him, that is Jesus, that he should touch them, and the disciples rebuked them that brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased and said to them, Suffer or allow the little children to come unto me. And forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. And he took them up in his arms, put his hands upon them, and blessed them. Let us pray. Dear God, we present to you this child as a gift 
from her parent who, in gratitude, having received her from you, now give her back to you. Preserve her when danger threatens the cessation of infancy and childhood. Undergird and strengthen her in moments of youthful temptation and lead her to accept you as her personal Savior through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Congregation, I ask you again, or I say to you again, you are privileged to witness the coming of this mother to dedicate her child to the gracious and loving care and keeping of God our Father and Christ our Savior. God grant that we who are gathered today in worship will earnestly assume with her the responsibility for this child's Christian training in as much as all of us shall exercise influence upon this child in some way. We would that you, the church and community, are willing, if you're willing to do so, we ask that you would pray for this child, that she might be led in her years of personal accountability to hate that which is evil and to cling to that which is good. As you present your child for dedication to God, we ask you, are you willing to rededicate yourself to the maintenance of a Christian home where Christ will be honored and the word of God will be held in reverence so that she may of her own free choice accept the Lord Jesus as her personal savior? If so, answer, I do. Because you recognize the spiritual, physical, and moral responsibilities of parenthood and your dependence upon God for strength and wisdom to faithfully discharge the duties of a parent, do you now present your child in dedication to God, seeking divine blessing and guidance for her life? If so, answer, I do. And what is the full name of this beautiful baby? Riley Rose Irwin. Hello, Riley Rose Irwin. Are you going to let me lay my hands on you? All right. Riley Rose Irwin, I dedicate you to God in the name of the Father and of the, the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So you'll have to tell her, you'll have to remind her that on this day, just like God gave her to you, you gave her back to God. Keep her reminded of that, all right? Hopefully this will help. It's a certificate of dedication that certifies that Riley Rose Irwin was dedicated to God on the 21st day of August in the year 2022 at Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church, Dayton, Ohio. That's for you. And we've got some other stuff for you and for Riley. Out of that bag, all right? God bless you. Let's thank God for this beautiful family. I'll let you take these.
Ezekiel chapter 37 is where we're going today. Ezekiel chapter 37. And on our way there, the pew choir, along with the platform choir, is going to uh, lead us further in worship. Welcome to the pew choir. You'll catch on to this song quickly if you don't know it already. My God can do anything is all it says. All right. Come on, choir. Let's show them how it goes, and then they can stand and join us. Do that again, would you? Come on, my God. Can do, can do anything. You know it. My God can do anything. He's got the power. 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 My God. Y'all got it? Come on, stand and do it with us, would you? My God, My God can do anything. Y'all join us at home. My God, My God can do anything. second verse he healed the sick and he raised the dead 5,000 hungry souls he fed he can make a way out of no way say turn your darkness that's it you got it do that again he healed the sick thousand hungry souls he can make a way out of no way turn your darkness into day this part just says God's got the power come on come on out yes he got Show them how it goes. Come on, sing with us. Sing it in, God. 
Come on, soprano high voice. If you got a high voice, sing that. Go. Yes, he's got the power. One more time. Y'all ready, low voices? Come on, God. God. That's it. Yes, he's got the power. All right, everybody sing it together, God. He's got the power. Let's talk about his power a little bit. Ezekiel chapter 37. Thank you. Ezekiel 37. And thank you for being in the pew choir. You didn't even have to wear black and white. Ezekiel chapter 37, beginning at verse 1. Here's what it says. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley bones that were very dry. He asked me, son of man, can these bones live? I said, sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. 
I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded and as I was prophesying, there was a noise a rattling sound and the bones came together bone to bone and I looked and tendons and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them but there was no breath in them then he said to me prophesy to the breath I'm trying my best to get through this scripture <laughs> prophesy son of man and say to it this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come breath from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet a vast army. Verses 1 through 10 of Ezekiel 37. You may be seated. Ezekiel was one of the Old Testament prophets, a Hebrew, a priest. priest of God and God spoke to him and revealed mysteries concerning his chosen people he was at work while the children of Israel were in captivity in Babylon during the early part of the captivity and his main purpose was to show God's people their sin, to make them aware of their transgression, and to bring them to repentance. He does a few things in his writing. For one, he writes to warn them of the danger of disobedience. But then he also writes to comfort them and to restore them. And by the time we get to chapter 37 of this book of prophecy, Ezekiel finds himself in the midst of a vision. Um, and whether you've been in church for a real long time or whether you just got here, you have probably heard something about the Valley of Dry Bones. Right? Even if it's just from that song recorded in 1928 that was written by the same brothers who wrote the Negro National Anthem. Did you know that? J. Rosamond Johnson and, uh, and uh, James Weld, thank you, and James Weldon Johnson, his brother, they wrote it. It was recorded in 1928, them bones, them bones, them dry bones, you know foot bone connected to the heel bone, the heel bone connected to the ankle bone. Y'all know it. Even if it's just from that, you've heard of this valley of dry 
bones. Hear the word of the Lord. It's a very familiar passage of scripture. The Bible says that the Lord's hand was on Ezekiel. And one day the spirit of the Lord took him up and set him in the middle of a valley. A valley full of dry bones. You all know the story and you know what happens. The Lord told Ezekiel, son of man, these bones are my people Israel. Listen to what they say about themselves. They're saying, our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. There's nothing left to us. He says, so go prophesy and tell them God says, I will dig up your graves and bring you out alive. Tell them, God says, I'll take you straight to the land of Israel. And when I dig you out and bring you out alive as my people, then you'll know that I'm God. I'll breathe my life into you and you will live and I'll lead you straight back to where you're supposed to be. I'm God, I've said it and I'll do it. In this passage, Ezekiel is given the interpretation of the dry bones vision. God is getting a message to Israel. But brothers and sisters, there is a message for those of us who are sitting in this very sanctuary right now. There is a lesson for those who are tuned in to us on Facebook Live and on YouTube. There is a lesson for those of us who name the name of Jesus Christ, those of us who are a part of the Lord's church in 2022, right here, right now, because although Ezekiel was sent with a message to the children of Israel all those years ago, I do have a sneaking suspicion that there is somebody who's listening to me right now who finds themselves in what could only be described as a valley of very dry bones. There are those under the sound of my voice who are in the midst of what looks like death. Surrounded by the remnants of what used to be. Surrounded by the remnants of what was once alive. But is now a graveyard of hopelessness and despair. And you are saying, like the children of Israel in Ezekiel 37, our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. Let me see if I can help you to bring it closer. You got a marriage that started out hot. You were both on fire and in love. <laughs> but as the years have passed, so have your feelings and your commitment is not far behind. Matter of fact, you don't even like each other now. You have your room and she has hers. You have your money and he has his. You have your activities and she has hers. Dry bones. 
Let me see if I can bring it closer. Ever since God blessed you with that child, you've done what you could to raise them in the fear and admonition of the Lord. You brought them to church. You took them to Sunday school. They were in children's ministry. They were in youth ministry, children's choir, youth choir. They were on the usher board. You tried to teach them the word. But since they got old enough to start making their own decisions, now they're not even sure that the God who brought them into this world is God at all. They've, 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 got, uh, they, they've gone to worship a different God. They've got social media who has introduced them to stuff that you did not even know existed. And everything that you've thought they knew they are rejecting dry bones. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but if you keep on living at some point and often at several points in our lives, we find ourselves in valleys of dry bones. For some of us, it's our families. For some of us, it's our finances. For some of us, it's our jobs. For some, it's our emotions. For some, I know you can't admit it too loudly, but for some, it's our church or our ministry. But today... Ezekiel's vision offers help and hope for what to do in a hopeless valley. And that's what I want to preach about for a little bit. What to do in a hopeless valley. First of all, we see in the text that Ezekiel has to make, number one, he's got to make a painful assessment. A painful assessment. Look at the text. The Spirit of God brought him out, set him in this valley, and this valley was full of bones. And not only did the Spirit set him there, but the Spirit walked him around in there, back and forth, just to make sure he gets it. And Ezekiel said, I saw. He had to look. He couldn't walk back and forth with his eyes closed. He had no choice but to look and see what was all around him. And he said, I saw a great many bones on the valley floor. And they were not just dry. They were very dry. He made some observations about what he saw. There were bones, which meant there was something that had at one time been alive but was now dead. And they were just lying on the valley floor which means that they were dead and disgraced nobody had taken time to bury them they were just left there unattended nobody to care for them and they were very dry which means they had been dead so long that everything that could rot had rotten and everything that could be eaten had been eaten they were very dry they'd been left out so long that the sun dried up any moisture nothing but bones dead dry and disgraced what's your point pastor here it is it's simple while it may not be comfortable dealing with our valley experience many times dealing with that experience hear me please dealing with it starts with a painful assessment of what is rather than trying to deny it rather than trying to over-spiritualize it. Y'all have heard me say many times that I believe that Christian television and what we came through as the body of Christ in the 70s, 80s, and 90s did a number on us in Brother Yokely's words. We were, we were taught, just don't claim it. 
right? You couldn't even say, I got a headache without some super spiritual saint popping out of nowhere talking about, honey, don't claim it. <laughs> I'm not claiming it. I'm just assessing the situation. My head hurts. And by admitting that I have a headache, I am not denying God's power to do something about it. I'm just stating a fact, but we can't assess what is. Listen, by admitting that your heart is broken, by admitting that your marriage is in trouble, by admitting that your children are on the wrong track, by admitting that my emotions are out of whack, by admitting that I feel helpless, hopeless, and discouraged behind this smile on my face, I am not giving the devil credit. I'm just assessing my current situation no matter how painful it is. Yes, I walk by faith and not by sight. That doesn't mean I have to deny what I can see. I'm just not governed by it. God have mercy. So many of us are confused and repressed and downright angry because we're not allowed as super saints to acknowledge what we don't like. truth of the matter is whether you acknowledge it or not it's there <laughs> Ezekiel said the Lord sat me down and this is what I saw dead dry disgraced bones he makes a painful assessment and saints of God I want to tell you that that's where it starts be honest with yourself and be honest with your God it is okay to admit it God this is dead it doesn't even stink anymore that's how long it's been dead Because it's only after Ezekiel's painful assessment that the Lord asked him a question. After Ezekiel's painful assessment of the situation, the Lord says to him, Son of man, can these bones live? Now wait a minute. This is the part of the story that gets me to asking questions of the text. Whenever I see God asking a question of man there's something that just doesn't sit right I mean we do believe that the Bible teaches that our God is omniscient that means he knows everything Psalm 147 says he, his understanding is infinite John, uh, 1 John 3.20 says that he's greater than our heart and he knows everything Psalm 44 says he knows the secrets of the heart Hebrews 4 confirms that everything is open and laid bare for him why on earth is he asking Ezekiel a question the psalmist said in, one, in Psalm 1 
139, you know when I sit down, you know when I get up, you know my thoughts before I think them, you know when I lie down, you know when I go out, you know all my ways before I even form a word on my tongue, you know what I'm about to say. So why is the Lord asking Ezekiel a question? Can these bones live? Well, I would offer that when God asks a question, it's not because he doesn't know the answer. When he asks a question, he already knows the answer. He asked Adam, where are you? He knew where Adam was. <laughs> he asked Elijah, what are you doing here under this juniper tree feeling sorry for yourself? He knew why Elijah was there. He asked Abraham, is there anything too hard for God? He knew it wasn't nothing too hard for him. And now he asked Ezekiel, can these bones live? And I'm telling you, it's not for God's information. God doesn't need information from Ezekiel. It's a setup for Ezekiel. God is about to teach Ezekiel a lesson. And apparently Ezekiel catches on quickly. He's sharp because check out his answer. He says, oh Lord, you know. God says, can these bones live? And Zeke yells out, you already know. You see, Ezekiel noted what he saw, but he did not let what he saw limit what he knew about his God. Matthew Henry said it like this, faith leaves the question of possibility to rest with God. See, Ezekiel's eyes saw nothing but death and decay, but his faith saw possibility. His eyes saw hopelessness, but his faith saw hope. His eyes saw a problem, but his faith saw God's power. His eyes saw what was beyond human capacity, but his faith saw God's ability. Oh, Lord, you know. And God's response is our second stopping point today. I'm almost done. After Ezekiel's painful assessment, God gives Ezekiel, number two, a prophetic assignment. It's in the text. God says, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Did you catch that? He says to Ezekiel, prophesy to these bones. Prophesy to that which is dead and disgraced and very dry prophesy to that which is hopeless prophesy to this hopeless situation prophesy to what is currently dead it's all the way dead it didn't just seem dead it's dead now, a couple things I want you to notice about this prophetic assignment first of all check this out please the prophetic assignment tells Ezekiel number one use the word
He says, I want you to talk to this dead situation and I want you to say what I say. Don't use your own words. You don't have to make up anything. Just say what I say. Hmm. <laughs> and saints of God, I want to offer to you this morning that when you find yourself in that hopeless, dead situation, surrounded by dry bones, very dry bones, where there is no life, where all hope is gone, our assignment is a prophetic one in that we have the authority and we have the responsibility to say what the Lord says. That's why we have to know the word so that we can say the word in that hopeless situation. He says, I will say to the north, give them up. And to the south, don't hold them back. He says, bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the end of the earth. He says, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. He says, I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more. He says, the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. He says, joy comes in the morning. He says, by his stripes, <laughs> we are healed. He says, if you do what you're supposed to do, I'll open up the windows of heaven. <laughs> I'll pour you out blessings. You won't have room. He says, we're the head and not the tail. He says, we're above only and not beneath. He says, we're the lender, not the borrower. He says, we're blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. He said, a thousand may fall at your side. Ten thousand at your right hand, but it won't come near you. Just shout, say what he says. Say what he says. They've heard enough of what you've got to say. <laughs> As a matter of fact, you've said so much, you've run out of words. You've started repeating yourself. It's time to say what he says. You, you thought you had good ideas, and they were good ideas, but they were not what he Say what he says. That's the first thing I want you to notice about this prophetic assignment, and that is we are to say what he says. 
But there is something else I want you to notice about this prophetic assignment. Not only does the Lord tell Ezekiel, and y'all forgive me, I don't mean any disrespect when I call him Zeke. That's just the way I put it in my notes. When the Lord tells Zeke, what he says, say what I say, but when he outlines it, he says this. He says, I will make breath enter you. Verse 6, I will attach tendons and all the rest of the stuff. I will cover you with skin. I will put breath in you. Ezekiel's responsibility is just to say what the Lord said. And God will take it from there. Not only does Ezekiel have access to God's word, but it's all about God's power. Ezekiel doesn't have to follow up behind God and make sure that God is going to do what he said. Ezekiel does not have to go and attach, try to find sinew and try to find skin and try to attach stuff and tell God how to do what God does. All Ezekiel has to do is announce God's word over the dead situation and then watch God do what God does. That's the answer right there. I have given you the answer to the title of the sermon. What to do in a hopeless valley? Here's what you do. You announce his word and you watch him work. I want you to say it with me. What do you do in a hopeless valley? You announce his word and watch him work. There's no in-between step where you help him out. Shout it again. Announce his word. Watch him work. Are you sad? You sad today? Announce his word. Weeping may endure for a night and then you watch him work I know I know you don't know how you're going to make ends meet you got more month than money announce his word huh? but my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus and watch him work you got enemies on your trail announce his word the Lord will fight for you if you be still <laughs> and watch him work is your weakness getting the best of you announce his word he gives power to the weak and to them that have no might he increases strength watch him work you got a case of the can't help it announce his word resist the devil and he'll flee from you announce his word and watch him work 
Put that in the comments if you're worshiping with us online. Tweet that out to somebody. Send that in a message to somebody. Somebody needs to hear it. Announce his word. And watch him work. In this passage, there is a painful assessment. And Ezekiel is given a prophetic assignment. But then finally, there is, number three, a powerful alignment. Ezekiel makes his prophetic announcement. And the Bible says, as he was prophesying, while the words were coming out of his mouth, while he yet spake, there was a noise, a rattling sound. <laughs> Help me preach this to your neighbor, please. Tell him I hear something. While he was saying it, the hush that had been in the valley, the quietness that was Death Valley, was disrupted as God started moving among the bones and the bones started coming together I'm sorry I gotta do it the toe bone connected to the foot bone <laughs> and the foot bone connected to the heel bone and the heel bone connected to the ankle bone and the ankle bone connected to the leg bone and the leg bone connected to the knee bone and the knee bone connected to the thigh bone and the thigh bone connected to the hip bone and the hip bone connected to the back bone and the back bone connected to the shoulder bone and the shoulder bone connected to the neck bone and the neck bone connected to the head bone there was, was some noise as one by one as as little by little stuff started coming together no life yet but at least there's some noise no life yet but at least things are starting to come together the right stuff is connecting to the right stuff and he don't have the full picture yet but at least things are starting to come together I know you don't see the whole army yet but at least you hear some noise at least stuff is starting to come 
together. Don't get discouraged. You don't have the full picture. But there's a sound in the valley. Keep on prophesying. While you're yet speaking. While you're yet fulfilling your assignment. God is yet working, bringing stuff together. God, I don't know who I'm talking to, but Zeke takes another look. And the Bible says, tendons and flesh appeared on the bones and skin covered them. I want to offer today don't get stuck at the painful assignment. Every now and then you need to take another look. Because just like he said he would he's bringing it all together. First the bones and then the tendons then the flesh then the skin. There's an order to this thing. <laughs> God, and I know that you thought that once you gave that offering and you touched the basket and you turned around three times, I know that you thought you'd have an army. but shout, there's an order to this thing. <laughs> He's working it out. Everything is coming together into a powerful alignment. So, Ezekiel has bodies, but he's not finished. And even once you see what looks like it's living, you may have to keep on prophesying. I came to encourage somebody today. You may have to keep on prophesying because you're not finished. The Lord says to Ezekiel in Winston translation, you can't stop until I release you. <laughs> Mama, don't stop prophesying. Husband, don't stop speaking life. Young man, don't stop hoping. Young lady, don't stop believing. Don't stop praying. Because the Lord didn't bring you this far just to leave you now. The Bible says, the Lord said, prophesy some more. Prophesy to the breath. This is what the Lord says, come breath, 
from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. Now wait a minute, wait just a minute. If he's prophesying to the breath, you got to look at what's actually going on. King James Version says prophesied to the wind, right? And that word for wind in the original text, it is ruah. It is the same word for spirit. Stay with me. Because it is the Lord's breath. It is his wind. It is his spirit that gives life. Right? That's why the Bible records that it is when God blew his breath into man's nostrils it is then that he became a living soul the wind comes from the Lord it is his breath that gives life and God says Zeke speak to the wind prophesy to the wind give my word to the wind stay with me so in essence the Lord is telling Ezekiel to prophesy his word back to him. He said, give my word back to me and watch what I do. <laughs> come breath. Come Holy Spirit. Saints, all I'm trying to tell you is that we've got to learn even in our praying to give God's word back to him. Uh, we, we are going to, we're going to close out this year. If the Lord says the same, we're going to, I, but I know he says the same because he already told me. We're going to close out this year talking about prayer, what prayer is, what prayer isn't, how we have, how, how we use and how we have at sometimes abused prayer. Listen, I got to tell you, um, when I go to talk to my heavenly father, I am not going to command him. Right? But he says, you can prophesy to me. Now, what is prophecy? It is speaking God's word. And so when I go to him, and I learned this, I learned this from my children. I go to him with what he said. Daddy, you said if I finish my room, I could go with you. Daddy, you said that as long as I don't wake mama up, I can go watch TV in your room. Daddy, I learned that from my children to just remind the father. I mean, he ain't forgot, but it makes you feel better. To give his word let me, let me let's see if I can help you out and then I will sit down and you can go and eat your lunch uh, Father you said you would forgive our iniquity and remember our sin no more huh? you said in all these things we're more than conquerors through him you said 
through the apostle, don't be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ. Lord, you said this is the confidence that we have, that if we ask anything according to your will, you hear us. You said, Lord, you said the promise is for you and for your children for all who are afar off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. You said that neither death nor life nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation would be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Lord, you said you would wipe away every tear. And so we're going to announce his word today and we're going to watch him work. I don't know what your valley is. I don't know the dry bones surrounding you. You know. And I was going to have us, I got a little excited, you know, because the CDC said we didn't have to stay six feet apart. I was going to have us come together. But then I noticed in the text, it was nobody but Ezekiel and God. <laughs> so right where you are, in the midst of your dry bones, in the midst of hopelessness, in the midst of what looks like death, I have attempted in this sermon to give you several scriptures that perhaps you could hang your hat on one of them and say, this is the word of the Lord. Hear the Lord's word and live to whatever your situation is. Now, here's the good thing. God didn't, uh, we're, we're not here alone, right? So just in case you want to announce his word and watch him work, but you're not exactly sure of his word, I guarantee you there is somebody close to you who can give you a scripture to hang your hat on. If you need to ask somebody, that's okay. It's still his word. Get that valley in your mind, would you? What is it that you're standing in the midst of and you see nothing but death and destruction? What is it that surrounds you and is dry, very dry, and disgraced and dead? Whatever it is, would you just begin to announce his word? Hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord says. I shall live and not die. Go ahead and announce his word over your own situation. 
Here's what the word of the Lord says. I am the heal of the Lord. I am the Lord that heals you. This is what the word of the Lord says. I will bring your sons and your daughters, north, south, east, west. Give them up. They got to come home. Hear the word. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. I'm not alone. Hear the word of the Lord. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Hear his word. And live. Live. Mind. Live. Marriage, live. Finances, live. Children, live. My walk is straight. My mind is settled. I shall live. you do this week is you keep on practicing. You have said enough of your own words about that situation. You go find you some scriptures. Go to Google. I don't go to go to get your get your uh, get your Bible dictionaries out. You go do what you have to do. Call one of the saints. Call somebody. You go find a scripture and you hang your hat on it. You have said enough of your own. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let the church say amen. Let's give the Lord some praise. Let's thank him for the word that he gave our pastor this morning. If you all would with me, just for a second, let's bow our heads and pray for our pastor. Dear gracious, eternal Father, God, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you. Your word today that you gave our shepherd. God, we thank you, Lord God, that we were attentive to it, Father God. God, I ask now that you revitalize him, refresh him, give him double what he's put out here today, Lord God. I pray for his first lady and the family, Lord God. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. He also said, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that you would be saved. The pastor has preached here today about the power of God, but if you are not saved, 
you're not under that. So I ask you today, if there's anyone here who would like to give their life to Christ today, would you come now or just raise your hand where you are? Someone will come to you. Oftentimes, this is one of the quickest times of service, but I believe that it is one of the most important because we are here to harvest and to save souls. Amen. So if you're here today and you have not confessed the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, you can do that now. Just raise your hand where you are. Someone will come with you. If you're in doubt, I can assure you that it would be the best decision that you've ever made. Amen? The first call, if you have not yet confessed, second call is you may already confess the Lord Jesus Christ and believe that in your heart that God raised him from the dead but you believe that you've been called here to be a part of the Mount Calvary Nation and if that's so you can raise your hand and someone will come to you if you're at home online in TV land as I like to call it put a, put a text out let us know you want to be a part of this nation Amen. So we all know where we're going to be. Let the church say amen. Hallelujah. Now it's another fun time we get to do. It's time to give back to the Lord. And again, we don't want to. We don't want to go without uh, letting you know the importance of sowing. Amen. So the first way that we give is called Givelify. You can download the app and follow the instructions. The second is Cash App, and that's dollar sign, M-T-C-A-L-M-B-C. Third way we can gladly give is text to give, and that's 855-908-0700. And for those giving in the building, the deacons will be at the doors as we exit, and they'll be here until about 12.30. So you're welcome to come and give at that time. Amen? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If that, there's nothing else, we want to remain seated and let the ushers um, lead you out after service. Amen? Let's stand for the benediction, though. Now unto him who's able to keep you from falling and present you, present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, domain, and power, both now and forever. Can we say it together? Amen. God bless y'all. Have a good week. We do have a couple of thank you announcements, I can say, as we leave. Um, this is from Nicole Mitchell, Mount Calvary. Um, Pastor and Lady Chanel, thank you so much for the, worth, um, the wonderful school supplies. It warms our hearts knowing my church family has provided school supplies for my classroom. Thank you again. That's from Nicole Mitchell. 
and we have another thank you very much uh, Mount Calvary Nation and family thank you thank you for the gifts especially the scripture um, um, in accordance with my mom name I, uh, I read to her every day and this is from Reverend Lee praise the Lord y'all have a good week Thank you for your continued generosity. Your financial contributions help to transform lives, to reveal the glory of God's kingdom. For your convenience, you can use the Giveify app on your smartphone, the Cash app, or if you're in the Dayton, Ohio area, you may drop off your contribution at the Mount Calvary Church at the address shown. Thank you for worshiping virtually with us today. We look forward to being able to worship together in person soon. Until then, in the words of Pastor Sam, just live.